Welcome to Light the Lamp here on Duck Stream, presented by Gettle. I'm your host, Alexis Downey. Exciting news, Gettle is now the official HVAC partner of the Anaheim Ducks and the Honda Center. Keeping things cool on the ice and warm at home. Gettle, your trusted HVAC and plumbing partner. Visit gettle.com slash ducks for exclusive promotions. G-O-E-T-T-L, we make comfort easy to spell. Coast to coast, nonstop action. This is the premier source for National Hockey League news. Scores, highlights, and the Anaheim Ducks. It's time to light the lamp with Alexis Downey. Now let's get to the show. Happy New Year. I hope you're enjoying 2024 so far and got it started on the right foot. We're only about four days in as I'm recording this right now. New Year's Eve was on Sunday. It was also a Ducks game night. But now that the holiday season is over, I just hope you had a nice holiday season with friends and family, got some time to relax, and ate plenty of yummy food. I know I had a lot of yummy food when I went back to Ohio, spent some time with my family. A lot of cookies, too. Cookies are one of my favorite parts about the holiday season, and there was no shortage of cookies. I even brought some back with me to Southern California. So now that I'm back. Well, this homestand just continues on this eight game homestand that the Ducks have been on. It's really nice that the team is able to spend the time at home with their families around the holidays, and it gives fans plenty of time to head out to a game at Honda Center. There's only two left as I'm recording this on this Thursday, the team taking on the Winnipeg Jets on Friday and then finishing with the Detroit Red Wings on Sunday. That game against Detroit is legacy night number two. And the first legacy night, I have to tell you, was awesome. There was a lot of really cool parts of it. Uh, a lot of alumni that showed up too. Paul Correa, Guy Bear, just to name a few. But it was a special night. So I can imagine that legacy night number two is going to be just as special. So if you're looking for a game to get out to, maybe think about that game on Sunday against Detroit. So as I said, this homestand continues on for the Ducks, and they have found some success as a part of it, but the latest, a overtime loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday night, 2-1 to one was the final. It was honestly a heartbreaker for the Ducks in overtime. Austin Matthews getting that winner, but... A bright spot from this game in particular was Lukas Jostal in the net, stopping 55 shots on 57 total shots. He now has the franchise single game record for the Anaheim Ducks organization with those 55 saves. It's also a career high for him as well. So Lukas Jostal, as we like to call him, was phenomenal on Wednesday night against Toronto. And it was really tough to see that the Ducks weren't able to get the win for him, but the team is able to move on as they still have some more games to focus on. And as head coach Greg Cronin likes to say, it's important to have a short-term memory in hockey because there are a lot of games to play and you have to just keep going. Another part of that game on Wednesday was the return of Isaac Lundestrom playing his first game back after he missed the last six months with a torn Achilles. He played 15 shifts on the ice, 10:43 total on ice time. And he played on that third line with Brock McGinn and Brett Leeson looking pretty good. And one thing he shared with me prior to the game yesterday morning was that he spent a lot of his time not only rehabbing, but watching a lot of hockey. And that was prevalent in what we saw from his play in that game on Wednesday. 
A couple other lineup changes for the Ducks. Troy Terry was officially placed on the IR. Ryan Strom is considered day-to-day, and then Radko Gudis and Ross Johnston were not playing on Wednesday against Toronto as they were out with illnesses. It's that time of the year. I feel like a lot of people are sick right now, so hoping the guys get better and get healthy soon. And then, of course, the other news, which happened just a little bit ago at this point, more around the holidays. Leo Carlson is out four to six weeks with a sprained right MCL that was tough to watch in that game against the Calgary Flames, but it could have been a lot worse. So we're glad that Leo is doing all right and hopefully will be back sooner than later. So now let's get to today's guest. I had a really fun conversation with Steve Dangle, who joined us for the first time this week. We talked about just his content creation journey on YouTube, his time at Sportsnet, and then also the Steve Dangle Podcast Network that he started. Really enjoyed chatting with him and talking a little bit about the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is, of course, how he got his start growing up in the Toronto area. So it was fitting to have him right before that game against the Maple Leafs. And I hope you enjoy our conversation. Happy to welcome on today's guest on Light the Lamp, Steve Dangle, a hockey YouTuber and the CEO of SDPN, the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. Steve, happy new year and welcome to Light the Lamp. So great to have you. How's your week been going? Happy new year. You know what? Not not too bad. Uh, you know, battling uh, a little something, but I think this time of year everyone is. I uh, recently got to take uh, my son, he's three years old, to his uh, first hockey game, uh, Oshawa Generals versus Kitchener Rangers. So that was, that was pretty special. What was that experience like, just seeing him in a hockey rink? Did he did he like it? Did he enjoy it? Well, we've like immersed him in hockey and everything, and he's mm-hmm. been on the ice before, but uh, he's never gone and, and seen a game yet uh and uh i mean the general scored first and Mm. everyone was really loud and i it's it scared him honestly (laughs) but he handled it pretty well he just covered his ears um you know he got the go gens go chant going and also uh really encouraging you can do this which (laughs) i didn't tell him to say he just really believed it you know (laughs) he was he was into the mascots, uh, the guys shoveling the ice, um, and the Zamboni was uh, the highlight. And oh. I think he might have even seen some hockey. Do you think there is a future for him maybe playing hockey someday? Well, if he takes after me, no. If he <laughs> takes after his mom, also no. But uh, <laughs> you, you never know. And <laughs> kind of going along with that, do you remember your first hockey game as a kid? I mean, you grew up in the Toronto area, huge Maple Leafs fan. That's a big part of your brand. But do you remember your first game? I do. Uh, February 5th, 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was still five years old. Uh, the Leafs lost 4-3 to Sergei Fedorov and the uh, uh, Detroit Red Wings. Mm. Um, he had the game winner in that one. Leafs were down 3-1. They came back and tied it, and uh, he got the winner. No, I don't remember all that from when I was five. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, wow, great memory. <laughs> yeah. No, that's stuff I had to go back and, and look mm-hmm. up after the fact. But I, I remember I, – I still have uh, – Actually, it's Velcroed to the wall. Uh, it's uh, I, ha- I have a memorabilia stick uh, from that night, and uh, F- uh, Felix Podven was my childhood idol. Mm. So all I really wanted to do was go and uh, go and watch him in net for the Leafs. 
So you said that, you know, if your son takes after you, he won't be playing hockey. But so have you then yourself, did you, you didn't play growing up? No. Um, uh, some, some people, uh, I mean, it it was a pretty high level, uh, in my neighborhood. There was, there was Rob quit who made the OHL and he, and he played pro a little bit. Wayne Simmons played a lot of people, uh, that I know, uh, uh, growing up and he's sort of from my area, Devonte Smith Pelly as well. Like mm-hmm. my area has churned out some players, but, um, I, I never really got into actually playing, um, until recently, uh, recent years. Um, it was, you know, s- sort of around when my wife and I were planning to start a family, I was like, you know what, like I, I want my son or daughter to, you know, be able to, skate and I don't want to just be pawning them off on, you know, some instructor or some coach. Uh, you know, I, I want to at least show them the basics Mm -hmm. and whatever. And I mean, I'm still not very good. Um, but, uh, I, I can say I comfortably know the basics. I can be out there with him and, and feel, uh, like I can support him and, and everything. And, uh, I'm, I'm proud of that. And also it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun, Mm -hmm. uh, from a selfish standpoint. (laughs) You know, in just having the experience of skating now and just being in a rink, does it give you a different perspective of hockey? Because I remember the first time I tried hockey, I was thinking, wow, you know, this is this is such a different look at it, because now that I'm trying to skate with a stick in my hand, it's a lot harder than just skating. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely true. It's I, I remember at first feeling like professional hockey players are super, superhumans. Like, uh, like I watch someone be good at soccer and I can understand how they're good at soccer. I watch someone be good at basketball and I can understand how they could be good at basketball hockey before you know how to skate is unfathomable. <laughs> um, so now that, um, you know, I can do some of the basics and go backwards a little bit and pivot. And mm-hmm. I, I, I have a, uh, better appreciation for the minutia of what the players do out there and, uh, their vision and, um, their, their ability to not panic, um, as I do in, in much, much, uh, slower paced, um, situations. But uh, I w- I'm also kind of amazed how much this is going to sound strange, but how much watching the games on TV and also video games, um, mm. actually kind of, kind of help. Um, and I feel like playing actually made me better at watching and better at mm. playing virtually, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely gives you a, a different perspective, just playing the video game version of it too. And then going and watching the game. Uh, it's just, there's so many things that you can learn, I suppose with hockey too, but I want to talk a little bit about your background and how you started, um, on YouTube too. So when did the idea of, you know, just starting putting some videos out on YouTube, talking about the leaves, talking about hockey, how did that idea come about for you when you began that? Um, I was in my second year of university, uh, radio and television arts at what was then called Ryerson university. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I liked sports, but you know, like I said, I wasn't an athlete growing up. So Mm -hmm they only hire athletes to, uh, you know, do those jobs is what I thought. So I didn't even really try. And, um, then I met a girl and she worked at a place called future shop. I don't know if you had that in the States, but it's basically Mm -hmm. our Canadian knockoff best buy. Um, 
And so she worked there and that meant she got discounts on stuff. (laughs) So she got me a webcam and uh, I, I, I knew I had things to say, but I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the Leafs lost their first game of the season, 07, 08, as they do. Um, And uh, I got mad about it and I made a 16 second little rant and, uh, about how, you know, people were writing them off and how dare you write off my team and there's bad words in it. And then I made one for the second game. And by the third game, I thought to myself, you know what, this is going to be like a self-appointed internship. I'm going to make a video after every game. Um, and I think this is season 17 and I've missed maybe half a dozen games in 17 seasons. As you, you know, grew up a Leafs fan and just having that genuine fandom, do you think that helped you connect with some of your viewers and just listeners to now where you're at as a professional content creator? Oh, definitely. Um, I, I'm always amazed how, how often I meet people and, uh, they talk about their introduction to me Mm. and, they, they make it sound like, um, man, before I saw you, I thought something was wrong with me. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, people are really passionate about their sports team. And I think there's maybe an embarrassment, um, especially the older you get um, with, you know, your passion. And, um, you know, I feel like people look at uh, passion for pro sports uh, similarly to like passion for pro wrestling, um, like, you know, it's, it's dorky or it's childish or, you know, it's corny, you know, the older you get, you shouldn't be into that. But, uh, I've enjoyed hockey and all sports really, uh, the, the older I get. Um, and, and I think what I, I think people see in me, um, all the thoughts and rants that they have, that they're too embarrassed to say publicly <laughs> And it's great seeing when they all get together because they know they're in this uh, space where there's no embarrassment here. Uh, you know, we all we all know, uh, you know, what we watch on YouTube. We all know how we feel about uh, the Leafs or the Ducks or what whatever team we happen to cheer for. We're the most passionate, uh, you know, fans out of all the fans in hockey fandom. So we can just let loose here. And it's, it's always a great time when we get together. When was the first time you were out somewhere? Maybe it was at a Leafs game or just out and about and someone recognized you. Oh man. I think it was my first or second year making videos. I was at a Toronto Marlies game. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the, the AHL team here and, uh, someone came up to me and he said, Hey, I'm a big fan. And, uh, I said, of what? (laughs) <laughs> uh, because I had never been, uh, I'd never had anyone say that to me before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I still remember that. And at the time I maybe had a few hundred subscribers, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. And now to be up at over 220,000, uh, of them on YouTube is mind blowing. Like we, I did a post game video. I did a post game video for the, the Leafs uh, mm-hmm. game against the Red Wings in Sweden mm-hmm. and, uh, also the one against the Minnesota wild in Sweden and the video that I shot outside the arena for the Leafs, Minnesota wild game, there was something like a hundred, 200 people watching me record the video. Wow. And it just, 
it melted my brain that <laughs> that many people would watch me uh, perform live. I mean, perform live, I guess. It's not like they bought tickets or anything. I was just standing outside. But it, they would they would watch me anywhere in the world, let alone uh, somewhere outside of the greater Toronto area. You know, it, mainland Europe, Stockholm <laughs> um, was was pretty shocking to me. So I'm I'm still surprised by it. It still is really special to you then to connect with your viewers. A hundred percent. No, that never gets old. That <laughs> never gets old. It's it's really really cool uh, to be able to meet people. And I'm always uh, I'm always fascinated uh, when it comes with a story. Like um, mm -hmm. honestly, if you're a Leaf fan and you're from the Greater Toronto Area uh, or Ontario, I guess um, it I suppose makes sense. I make mm -hmm. a video after every Leaf game. But, um, you know, I'll meet someone uh, who like I'll, I'll meet Ducks fans. I, I had a mm -hmm. Duck fan uh, come up to me. It was after the draft in Montreal or or was it Nashville? It was Montreal. And I was just like, OK, but how did you what what made you <laughs> get into the podcast? What made you get into my videos and what made you get into the Ducks then? And we, we get into that and everything. Um, it really never gets old. So now with your role to, you know, starting the Steve Dangle podcast network, getting to connect with even more hockey fans and just having a network of people that you're working with day in and day out. When did the idea of starting that begin for you and just wanting to create some more content out of what you already were doing? Well, in some ways, it started in 2004 before I even started my YouTube channel. Um, so Adam Wilde. Uh, who's one of the co-CEOs along with Jesse Blake. Um, we went to high school together and we were sitting in grade 11 math class being bad at math and talking about how, uh, you know, Adam said one day we're going to do a sports show together. So finally, you know, he travels around Canada working at different radio stations. And in 2013, when it looked like he was going to put his, his roots down in Toronto for a while, he said, well, let's, let's try to do that show. Let's do a podcast. So we did that. That's now over 10 years old. And it wasn't until kind of COVID, um, we had a lot of time to think <laughs> and, you know, we, we potted around the idea and everything, but I was still pretty happy with, uh, my job with, uh, Sportsnet. And then at some point, you know, we all saw the writing on the wall in our professional lives and we were like, you know what, let's make a move here. Let's, uh, let's really do this. Um, and let's not do this on our own. Like, let's bring in some production help. Let's bring in some social help. Let's get a sales team. Let's try to do some, some other shows and maybe even get into, uh, other sports. So it's not, uh, a cakewalk by any means, but, um, we're, we're pretty happy with it so far. Now, just a reminder that we have exciting news. Gettle is now the official HVAC partner of the Anaheim Ducks and the Honda Center. Keeping things cool on the ice and warm at home. Gettle, your trusted HVAC and plumbing partner. Visit Gettle.com slash Ducks for exclusive promotions. G-O-E-T-T-L. We make comfort easy to spell. In terms of just the way the game of hockey has kind of changed over the years and kind of going along with your journey, too, and just being a fan and then being a creator too, uh, how have you seen it change alongside you creating too? Hmm. That's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there's, 
so much more of a blend and understanding that wasn't there in I always talk about right around the 2012 2013 uh, lockout um, right around then when we came back uh, from having no games and having our sport ripped away from us you know uh, we come back and everyone's fired out of a cannon and we're so happy and we're so passionate to be back but everyone kind of came to the table not just with their added passion but all these new little toys and tricks that they learned Mm -hmm. um analytics and you're right and you're wrong and and everything like that and you had to pick a side and now there's uh much more of an understanding um much more of a blend between old school and new school and also uh you're seeing this new generation that we sort of saw coming in a way like uh, not to say we saw Connor Bedard coming uh or you know Connor Bedard and Trevor Zegers both scoring the Michigan on the <laughs> same night but to you know once the cat was out of the bag with tricks like that and once you started seeing guys like Pavel Barber and other hockey influencers on Instagram and YouTube doing those tricks as, you know, amateurs, like these guys are not, you know, professional hockey players signed to NHL contracts. Um, You go to any rink, you see kids pulling off these moves. You're like, well, one day these kids are going to be in the NHL. Right. So it's, it's much more of a a blend of ideas and um, we're much more uh, solution based, you know, rather than talk about whether or not the Michigan and doing all those fancy tricks that Trevor Zegers uh, can do. What instead of talking about whether or not it's good or bad for the sport, it's just all right. How can, how do you pull it off more effectively? And if you're a defender, how do you defend it mm-hmm. uh, effectively? And you know, based on the results from this season, uh, they better start learning quick, <laughs> or we're gonna we're gonna start seeing these on a weekly or nightly basis. Are you a fan of some of those tricks that? these younger generational players are bringing to hockey. Love them. I I love them. I love all of them. I mean, as long as it's, you know, within the rules, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, with, with the Michigan, for example, Mm -hmm. um, one thing you'll hear is, well, what if he high sticks the goalie in the face when he's trying to do it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, my response is always, well, what if it hasn't (laughs) happened yet? Right. You know, like let's cross that bridge when we get there for sure. And let's have a plan of action for if it does happen. But I mean, Trevor t- does it clean, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, how how can something that makes a building of 20,000 people lose their minds uh, that's fully legal and within the rules and counts mm-hmm. on the scoreboard? How can that be bad for the sport? Mm-hmm. It can't be right. Right. I agree completely. It's so fun to watch. And we're, we're pretty lucky that we, we had the chance to see it here in Anaheim already this season, uh, kind of going along with, you know, some of the funner things in hockey, the all-star games going to be in Toronto this year. Will you be there for that? I'm pretty sure I'm going to be there for the games. We're, we're working on something, um, with, uh, SDPN, uh, you know, maybe something live, maybe something where fans can gather. Um, you know, it's in, 
today's January 3rd. Okay, so it's in a month. So we should hurry. <laughs> um, but uh, we're we're working on it. We we got plans. It, it hasn't been here since 2000. So we've waited quite a long time. I don't remember the last time it was in Anaheim, but uh, 24 years feels like a long time I don't, to wait. Yeah, I was to say, I don't believe it's been in Anaheim, but hopefully someday. Ever? No, I don't believe so. My producer no. is shaking his head that I'm correct. It's never been in Anaheim. So wow. Well, that's that's <laughs> hopefully a, we that's, get it at uh, some point. They yeah, they need to. They need to. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about this Toronto Maple Leafs team and just what is your confidence level with the team that they have built this year? Um, my confidence level is fairly decent. It's obviously been shaken a bit recently mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the goaltending situation. Uh, we have this rookie in net, Joseph Wool, who's been incredible. He gets a high ankle sprain. He's out for something like two months. Okay. So that's bad, but you get to lean on Ilya Samsonov, who has been in the league for a few years now. You just won a playoff series with him last year. Everything should be fine, Right wrong he's playing the worst hockey of his career Leafs waved him they sent him down to the minors now they have Martin Jones who has had a really good start to his Leaf tenure he just picked up his check his second shutout against the Kings a team that he owns for some reason um and that's been wonderful but beyond him we we don't know what we have in net now, for tonight's game against Anaheim, we don't know if Jones is going to start the second half of the back-to-back or if it's going to be Dennis Hildeby, who's a rookie. I don't know if you've seen. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen yet I've, either. I've been too busy being a dad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, so you know it, the. But other than the goaltending, the the biggest challenge this season. I mean, you know, nylander has been incredible. Matthews has been incredible. Tavares, Mitch Marner, like all all the guys who ought to be performing are performing on D uh, there have been a ton of injuries and that's been a problem. And funny enough, uh, like a weird revelation that uh, this fan base has fallen in love with is Simone Benoit um, from the Anaheim ducks of last year. When, when he signed with the Leafs, um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know who he was. I went and looked on, on, uh, all the hockey websites. I'm like, he played 74 games last year with who, <laughs> um, and got to see his highlights. I'm like, okay, this, you know, this guy plays with snot and toughness and all this thing, all these things that the team values. Um, but then he didn't have a good camp. Um, he had an injury. He was sent down to the minors. He got called up out of necessity. And all of a sudden, he's like on the shutdown pair uh, with Jake McCabe. So he's he's been uh, incredible. He's also an incredible human. We've had him here in, in the studio. And we got to learn a little bit about his life story last season. And I really enjoy him as a person, too. So just a note on him as well. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. No, good. Good. It's easier to cheer for a player when they're better uh, mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. Well, on the end of the Anaheim Ducks this season, it's been a rough go as of late. You know, the Ducks are on this long home stand, uh, but they did ve- beat the Vegas Golden Knights just a week ago. So in what you know about Anaheim, what have you thought about the season that they've had? Um, you know, the people talk about a rebuild and stuff like that. And I think we got to change the way we talk about that. Mm. Um, cause I don't think that's what the ducks are necessarily 
I guess the Ducks are rebuilding, but mm -hmm. last year was a D build, right? The D build is the hard part because you, you know you're tearing down; it's getting worse. Um, now this year, uh, you know you get to have bits of good news and revelations and Mason McTavish is playing pretty well. Frank Vitrano, you can tell I have the stats in front of me right now. Uh, Frank Vitrano's had a, had a okay. really good, uh, had a really good season. I know I'm cheating, but no, you know, they're, no, they're playing, okay. We're on the West they're Coast. playing with a little bit of, yeah, there you go. They're, they're playing with a little bit of toughness. Leo Carlson is, is tough news, but you know, you also get Mintyukov, mm -hmm. uh, who's been pretty good. Lucas Dostal I've, uh, I've been paying attention to, um, you know, so you obviously want to win more than you lose. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, as someone who had to make a video for every single game for the Leafs, uh, uh up until Matthews was drafted, that was just a miserable decade of Leafs hockey. It was brutal. <laughs> um, I know what it's like to watch a rebuilding team and try to find the silver lining mm -hmm. in, in like a six, one loss to prime Alexander Ovechkin, like, those, those were some miserable years. Um, but you know, you, you take some solace in how the young guys are doing. Um, you, you, you pay a lot of attention to the trade deadline and also like you don't have to look too hard to find great stories. Um, mm -hmm. and one, one guy, uh, I wanted to highlight on the ducks roster who's actually coming up. I just noticed on his 200th game, uh, is Sam Carrick. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's one of those guys who he got his first little, uh, taste of the NHL on a miserable leaf team, uh, in 14, 15, just really not good, but, uh, heart and soul, uh, uh, player, um, who has really made a, an NHL career the hard way. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? It's not easy going up and down from the minors and everything playing a tough nose style and, you know, getting into to fights every now and then. And I got to watch him in the minors. So, you know, it's, it's great to see he's still kicking around. Good for him. Did you know that his family owns a maple syrup company? I did not. That's Which one? It's, it's called the Carrick brothers, maple syrup company or maple syrup, Carrick brothers, maple syrup. You'll have to look it up. <laughs> That is hilarious. And of course, like he's doing, oh, Sam, you're going to have to speak to the Ministry of Stereotypes uh, about that one and pick up your fine, buddy. Oh, jeez, That's brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, it, it's good. It's really good. Actually, I, I've had some of it. He he gave me a bottle last year. My dad loves maple syrup. So I had to, to had to test it out for him. But I know as a Canadian, I thought you would appreciate that too, going along with the stereotype. <laughs> I, I do. Oh, <laughs> Sam, what are you doing to me, buddy? What are you doing to us? That's hilarious. <laughs> well, looking also at the rest of, we'll say the Eastern Conference, is there another team in the East that you've been maybe surprised with the season that they've had so far? Hmm. Um, I, maybe this is unwise as a Leaf fan to say, but, uh, the Boston Bruins, mm. um, you know, I, I know they've been pretty good and I don't think anyone thought they'd be bad this year, but you're talking about a team who had the best regular season ever last year. Um, heartbreaking loss in the first round, uh, that ended in game seven in TD garden. Don't worry guys been there. Um, but they lost Patrice Bergeron 
and David Krejci to boot. And you don't simply replace those guys. And you certainly don't replace them internally. Mm. Like if they were to go out and sign a few free agents or pull off some trades, get a first or a second line center that way. Okay. I can understand how they would recover from that. They just went about business as usual and promoted their like third and fourth guys and they're fine. Mm -hmm. And like even, even a guy straight out of junior and Matt Patra, I, I cannot believe that this team just won't go away. Um, so unfortunately my team sees a lot of them and the day they decide to stop winning hockey games will be a great day for us all, but it's not yet. <laughs> what about on the flip side in the Western conference? Hmm. Um, I've, I mean, you might not like to hear this, but, uh, the LA Kings, uh, you know, I've been mm -hmm. kind of high on them for a while. They've gotten knocked down uh, a little bit over the, the past week, you know, highly anticipated game against the Oilers. They lose that. Um, and then the Leafs go and play maybe their most complete game of the season, uh, uh, against them, but they're, they're just such a good combination of everything. They're, they're so ridiculously deep. Um, the Dallas stars are always criminally underrated. Um, but one, one team I've been completely fascinated with is the San Jose sharks. Mm. Um, just because they were, I, I mean, it's, it's like, uh, it's like a train wreck, you know, when, when they're Oh, 10 and one, you can't look away and they give up 10 goals in back-to-back -back games. You can't look away. And then everyone kind of ignored them once they won a game, but they were for a while there, they were playing at like a playoff pace. <laughs> and I thought that was actually kind of, uh, incredible, mm -hmm. uh, to watch, um, and see their highlights. Um, you know, after one of the most miserable starts I've ever seen to an NHL season ever, um, they've fallen off a bit recently, but they have a couple games against Leafs coming up. So who knows, maybe the Leafs will help them out. The Ducks will be seeing them this month also, but a little bit in about two weeks. So a little bit later mm -hmm. down the line too, but the Ducks will be playing the Sharks. Uh, a couple more things before I let you go, Steve. So talking about women's hockey on the flip side, the PWHL just kicked off their season. And one of the places that has a team is Toronto. So what's the buzz around the PWHL beginning? And, you know, I mean, Toronto was a part of their first game. Oh, huge buzz. I, I, you know, I think there was an air leading up to it that was like, oh, you know, get on with it, you know, like mm -hmm. finally, uh, because we've been talking about this, uh, even when it was just a theory, uh, you know, before the PWHL was even announced. Um, and, you know, we have a women's hockey show on SDPN called Noxie and Cax with Liz Knox, who used to play for the, uh, the Markham Thunder and Corella Mard used to play for Montreal. Now she's an agent. And Liz was a big part of uh, coming up with the CBA. Now, the problem with them and being involved in all that is they stopped doing shows for a while. And they also wouldn't let us in on anything that was going on. Um, so we're, we're really, uh, you know, we're, we're excited for them. And we're excited for, you know, everyone uh, surrounding the, the women's game. Um, I've talked to so many people over the years, Jillian Apps and Haley Wickenheiser and Hillary Knight and Jaina Hefford and Jennifer Botterill. And, you know, I work with Ailish Forfar and just 
so many people have worked to get to this moment. And what's great is we're now through the first couple days, the first few games, Mm -hmm. and people love it. Um, You know, it's it's high octane, high passion, high uh, intensity. I don't think people expected the games to be as rough uh, as they've been and as physical as they've been. Um, I have no doubt um, in the, the success, uh, of this league. And I think there's a, there's an excitement, but there's also a huge sigh of relief. Like, Mm. uh, it's not about getting to the finish line. It's about getting to the starting line, Mm. um, where, where they finally are. And now they can really get going. Some other hockey that's happening right now is the world juniors. And I know it can be a sore subject to bring up in Canada right now, but have you been keeping your eye on the world juniors? Um, you know, as we get to the end of it, really, I mean, just a couple more days of it. Yeah. I mean, geez, if it's not Trevor Zegers, uh, torching us, uh, in the, in the gold medal game an undefeated <laughs> team too. come on. Um, yeah, I know they won last year, but I'm still bitter about it. Um, <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's tough to see Canada go out like that, um, you know, in the corner final. They're not even going to medal. Um, but I am one of those weird Canadians that um, does like to remind other Canadians who don't want to hear it, by the way, um, that sometimes Canada losing in this tournament is a good thing. Like when Canada won five straight, um, whenever that was, I think it was 2004 to 2009. That was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. for us. I don't think it was necessarily great for the sport. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, I, I think it made it really exciting here. It made it a marquee event here, but that doesn't grow the sport. It needs to do well elsewhere. Mm. It's wild that Sweden only has one gold medal in like half a century or something like that. Um, you know, that's not to say I'm going to be cheering for the States because the States have won their fair of, uh, <laughs> their fair share of gold medals recently too. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's great that a country like, uh, Czechia is, is doing extremely well. And, um, you know, it's, I don't necessarily think it's great when a country like Latvia loses all their game 10 one, you know, like you can't tell me that you don't watch Latvia you know, taking on one of the bigger superpowers in the hockey world and you're not rooting for them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like, uh, Nikolai Ehlers with that Denmark team all those years ago. And they, they win their first world junior game in the history of, of the country. Um, like that, that was a great moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Finland's, uh, taken strides in recent years. Um, I want Canada to win. I really do, but it's better for the sport when, everyone gets in on it and maybe it's not the best when one country dominates. And it's fun to see all the players that have played in it now that are at the NHL level too. Oh, definitely. It's, it's, it's always, it makes you feel like a scout. It makes you feel really smart when you see someone (laughs) at the world juniors and uh, you know, it's the best of the best. You have a really good chance of being right. But, you know, you can watch them at the World Juniors and you're like, oh, that kid's going to be incredible. What's his name? Uh, McTavish. Yeah, no, he's, he's going to be awesome. Like he's on Canada's first line and you're you're like, uh, oh, yeah, no, I'm a really smart guy. You know, it's uh, it's 
I, it makes me feel really smart <laughs> watching the world. Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Steve, this has been awesome having you on light the lamp today. Really great to chat with you and hopefully we can have you back again sometime soon. Absolutely. I'd love that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Light the Lamp. I am Alexis Downey. Come back again next time for more hockey talk on Duck Stream presented by Gettle and get your home cozy with Gettle Rejuvenation for just $129. We'll prep your HVAC for the season so you're ready to cheer on our ducks. Call 866-671-9822 or visit gettle.com slash ducks. G-O-E-T-T-L. We make comfort easy to spell. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.